2: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 630 Chad. Well, like another Canadian trying to find the podium in Tokyo this hour, got it on the old tube here. Evan Dunphy of Richmond, BC is sixth in the 50 kilometer race walk. Yes. This is the one where they kind of have that odd looking gate you got to straighten your knee every time it hits the ground you can't run it's race walking a 50k race and dunphy hanging around in a pack of walkers who are second through sixth as we're into about the last 3k of the race here now the uh the runner the, the walker in first place is way ahead the guys second through sixth are uh they've been pretty close together last i saw they were all within about three seconds of each other i actually think dunphy has uh He's might have pushed ahead now into fifth spot, but we'll keep an eye on this one as, uh, you know, it's been a pretty exciting Olympics year for Canada, up to 18 medals, Damian Warner, the decathlon champion that had just the day two of the decathlon had just started during inside sports last night. And he'd come through with a big performance in the 110 meter hurdles. And he didn't stop. Uh, just an incredible performance by Warner. One of the best decathlon performances of all time. He got the gold for Canada there. So that's pretty cool. We'll keep an eye on this race walk for you as well. Probably one of the most watched race walks uh, ever in Canadian history. 50K. My goodness. A marathon is 42.2K. Just for context, 50K racewalk. The CFL starts tonight in about half an hour. It is Hamilton at Winnipeg as we are back for the first time since November 2019. The last game that was played was also between those two clubs. It was at the Grey Cup, won by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So we'll keep you updated on that one. The rest of week one, BC at Saskatchewan tomorrow. Then a doubleheader Saturday. Toronto at Calgary is at five. And then on 6.30, Chet, with the countdown to kickoff starting at six and the game at eight, the Ottawa Red Blacks taking on your Edmonton Elks. I was at Commonwealth Stadium today. And I'm going to bring you uh, some of the information there today for those of you attending the game or attending a game later in the season or have questions about tickets or uh, what you have to do or not do with masking and distancing and some of the requirements now they have for the type of bag you can bring into the stadium. I want to go through all that because I've received a lot of questions about it over the last couple of weeks, and uh, I I know that's out there for people who want to uh, know what uh, the requirements are, what the rules are, what they can bring can't bring what they can do, not do going to the game. So I want to go through all that. I want to start tonight, though. I mean, this is just sometimes we play audio from this gentleman. He's he's fairly well known. Some would consider him the best football coach of all time. He's won a lot of Super Bowls. His name is Bill Belichick. He coaches the New England Patriots, and they've been having a lot of rain at the uh, Patriots uh, practices here as they're going through training camp. He, he had this to say today about the rainy weather. Looks like the field will be
1: wet. If it rains, it rains. So it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, you know, it's hot. It's hot. It's not. And that's what it is.
2: You, uh, you may need some time to digest that. But <laughs> he's, he, he sees something. That's that's really good. Well, that's That's why they're focused. What are you going to do about the weather? Absolutely nothing. You're going to suck it up and practice and then play in it because that's what you have to do. That's a that's a good – we'll save that one for the archive. I think that's – we got that and the goat now, uh, cheddar the goat for the audio archive that we can use on future shows of Inside Sports. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. 11 minutes after 6, my name is Reed Wilkins. You can get in touch by texting your calling. You can call the hotline for certain teed professional-grade building materials. 780 496 0063. You can follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R E I D W I L K I N S, and you can email insidesports at 630 Ched.com. We will have a guest on the show later on tonight that was suggested via email. So, yes, I do check my emails. And if you got a pitch for a guest or a story idea, I will look into it because we have had uh, definitely listener suggested content in the years I've been hosting the show. Uh, Speaking of Twitter, this morning, I got up, golfed Riverside. Love that location. Course is in great shape this year. Golfed around with uh, Jim Matheson from Post Media. We try to play uh, once a summer if we can, but we, we'd, we'd failed at that the last couple of years. Uh, I did not have a good round. I shot 98. So I posted on Twitter, golfed with Jim Matheson today, shot 98 just to spite him. You may remember Matheson... Stirred up a bit of a Twitter storm when Jesse Pugliarvi changed his number from 98 to 13 before this past NHL season. And uh, Matheson explaining that, you know, you don't need that high a number. Why take a number that's one-off from Wayne Gretzky, yada, yada, yada. So I shot 98 and I thought, oh, that's interesting. I go out with Matheson and I stumble my way to a 98, the number he doesn't like. So there we go. Evan Dunphy's in... uh, in fifth but the the pack is spreading out a little little bit now i believe he is uh, almost 20 seconds out of of third place and a possible bronze medal but still dunphy a great race walker he was fourth in 2016 in Rio. okay so that's how you can get in touch like i said we got the uh football game coming up tonight we're going to talk to michael chan back with the edmonton oil kings he'd been with the oil kings and worked with the u of a he's he's an awesome local story like just a guy who uh, loves hockey loves uh uh, you know, coaching, being part of an organization. He went to the Toronto Marlies for this past season to be the video coach. Now he comes home. He's going to be the director of scouting for the Edmonton Oil Kings. So uh, you'll get his story as we move along tonight as well. All right. Here are some key things about the Edmonton Elks. And if you're going to a game, it is digital. Well, it's mobile. It's, it's mobile ticketing is the, is the correct term. And the Elks are going to it. And yes, it is an adjustment for some people. And yes, President and CEO Chris Preston knows that. I asked him today about the transition to mobile ticketing.
0: Yeah, we're uh, one of eight other teams in our league who have gone to mobile ticketing. So the whole league is doing it. Uh, We're not alone. And truth be told, we're about five years behind the curve. Um, It's hard to find a team anywhere in North America or a league anywhere in North America that isn't using mobile ticketing. So I I think everybody needs to understand we actually are behind uh, compared to other teams. As it relates to to the hard ticket, we understand that some people aren't technologically savvy. I would be one of those individuals. But once you learn how to use it, and we've sent all of our season seat holders a video, it actually makes your transfer time much more efficient if you want to transfer tickets, which a lot of our members do there's a transfer button on your phone so that part of it's easy in terms of how have fans reacted to it 92 to 93 percent have seen it as a very positive move no complaints Another 5% has just said, show me how to use it, and the remaining 2 or 3% are a little unhappy, and that's okay, because that's the people that we've actually made separate arrangements with to make sure that they feel good about getting in. If you show up to the game, you still haven't downloaded your tickets onto your phone, you don't know how to do it, we'll have 100 additional people outside the gates to help walk you through that, because we don't want to create a frustrating experience. Again, a part of this move is to create more efficiency when you're coming into the stadium. Same, same thing with clear bags. It actually, at the end of the day, is a more efficient process because someone can see directly into your bag and they don't have to go digging.
2: All right, so I want to emphasize that for people going to the game. And Preston did say today a little over 25,000 tickets sold for Saturday's game. They're hoping to get a big walk-up crowd. I think the weather looks pretty good for Saturday night. So hopefully, a lot of people in that stadium. And if you need help with the tickets, they this is important. They are going to have a hundred people around the outside of the stadium to help. If if you want to make sure that you got your ticket ready to go, uh, I set this up on my mom's phone for her the other night, and uh, we're ready to go. And I want to remind people as well. There is on the on the Elks website, goelks.com. You can look for Game Day Central or you can put in goelks.com slash mobile ticketing. And that has a page on the mobile ticketing and it has a video. I believe it's narrated by our own Morley Scott, who's an excellent narrator, by the way, I'm sure there'll be future book readings in his future you can go onto that and it walks you through the process and I relied on that actually to get set up the tickets on uh, on my mom's phone. So you, you can do it. I know it's it's maybe different for the elks. I think the Oilers have had the the digital tickets for for quite a while and maybe if you've gone to concerts and stuff like that. So the elks are doing it and as Chris Preston said, pretty much every other team in the Canadian Football League does it and a lot of teams around North America. so some info on there. Now here's something exciting as well. We know you love 50 50s. We know you love 50 50s. We've seen some huge jackpots for Oilers games and some Elks games in the past. And the 50 50 for the Elks this season is online. You can buy tickets Saturday between 9 a.m. and 11 p.m. Here's more from Chris Presson.
0: We'll be doing it for home and road games, whereas in the past we've only done it for home games. So it gives us a chance uh, to contribute more to the community. And uh, we're excited about it. We saw the Oilers do it, they had great success. We're hoping to have the same success. And again, it just gives us a chance to, to do as a community team should, which is to spread the wealth.
2: Okay, so you get it on the Elks website, 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. Saturday. And as he said, and that's pretty exciting, home and away games. Home and away games. You have to be in Alberta. You have to be in Alberta, just like it was for the Oilers games. So uh, they're trying to raise a lot of money there through the 50-50. And we know that the Oilers Community Foundation, that their 50-50s have really paid off. And uh, in part because of the success of the online 50-50, the EOCF donating a half million dollar. Half a million dollar funding donation to the Alberta Cancer Foundation to uh, help with pharmacy expansion and redevelopment at the Cross Cancer Institute. That was announced today. So uh, pretty big. I mean, you you put some money into the 50-50, you might win and it's going to help a good cause. We know about all the community rinks that the Weathers Community Foundation helped as well and the elk. are going to be helping uh you know football programs in alberta through their 50 50 so there are some nuts and bolts there are a couple of more things i want to get to as well it's inside sports on six thirty. 30 chat thank you mr harris how about this evan dunphy Race walk 50k bronze for canada big push late for dunphy i was telling you how he was in a group of walkers second through sixth it spread out a little bit dunphy finished his strong he gets the bronze for canada 50k took him three hours 50 minutes and 59 seconds now when I was writing that time down during the commercial I thought I wonder if people are going to be like that's too many numbers Reed. why didn't you just round it up to 3 hours and 51 minutes and then I thought you know what because it didn't take him 3 hours and 51 minutes he was beneath that 3 hours 50 minutes and 59 seconds race walking 50k and I like if you see race walking and I'm sure you all have it's it look it's kind of funny looking obviously Quite frankly, to me, it looks painful. It looks painful to me if I had to maintain that type of gait for two blocks, let alone 50K and almost four hours. So awesome for Dunphy. He got fourth in Rio five years ago. He gets the bronze for Canada tonight. So Canada's ninth bronze and 19th medal of these Olympics. We're going to get a 20th medal in women's soccer. I was telling you yesterday how that match was likely to be pushed back so it was played in conditions that weren't so hot and it is going to be played tomorrow morning at 6 a.m mountain time so hey maybe you can get up depending on when you get up watch all of it watch part of it before you go to work or if uh, you're like me and you, you work in the evening you can get up a little earlier than usual and watch the match so exciting stuff for canada evan dunphy gets the bronze in the 50k race walk wonderful okay so a little bit more here on the uh on the Edmonton Elks home opener, we're just going through some of the basic things that will help you uh, get into the stadium, You know, kind of have a, a smooth experience as you go to the game. The mobile tickets, you know, again, get them set up on your phone. You can go to Elks Game Day Central on the website. There's a video there to set it up. If you haven't already, there will be people outside the stadium to help. The 50-50, you don't even have to go to the game. I mean, if you're going to the game, you can buy your tickets online early uh, or you can buy any between 9 and 11 if you live in the province of 9 a.m. and 11 p.m. I should clarify that. So, uh, you know, I'm sure we're going to have uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars in the pot for that. Now, there is a clear bag policy, the, a clear bag policy. So the bags have to be clear plastic, vinyl, or PVC, and they can't be bigger than 12 by 6 by 12. Uh, they can't have uh, buckles or anything like that. It must be all clear. You, you can also have a one-gallon clear plastic freezer bag, like a zipper, uh, like a zip zipper bag, ziplock bag, something like that. You could also have a small clutch bag, which could have a strap or not have a strap, uh, but it has to be clear. So uh, just just remember that. Like you can't bring in like a, a backpack or a briefcase or, or or anything like that. And and this is so they can see into the bag. They they don't want your stuff being searched and touched as they're trying to limit contact and germs being spread and all that kind of stuff. So the clear plastic bags are allowed, but but they got to be clear. And we'll get a comment from Chris Preston on that, uh, a little bit more about the vaccination rate for players. We know the Elks are, are lagging behind the other teams in the league when it comes to that. And Michael Chan as well in the next half hour of the show. We are often and racewalking here on Inside Sports. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight well the time we i i truly love my job one of the minor downsides sometimes is that if i have something on the tv i obviously have to have the sound down and the uh the season opening video for the cfl on tsn looked outstanding but i i couldn't hear it uh because i was getting ready to come on here but it looked great it's got me hyped and Winnipeg and Hamilton will kick off shortly. And of course, we'll keep you updated here on Inside Sports. And uh, we'll talk some more football with Rod Connop one of the all-time greats for the double-E football team. Uh, he's going to join me between 7 and 7.30. And then we have the Elks game on this very station on Saturday, 8 o'clock kickoff. Our coverage starts at 6 with the countdown to kickoff. Morley Scott, Dave Campbell, Blake Dermott, Eddie Steele. It's going to be an absolute blast as we get rolling once again. If you missed it be just before we went to the news break there, Evan Dunphy from Richmond, B.C., a bronze for Canada in the 50K racewalk. Three hours, 50 minutes, and 59 seconds, uh, a, a pace of, what, 436 per minute? Jeez. Uh that's incredible. So good for Evan Dunfee who got 4th in 2016 and now he comes through with the uh with the bronze. So that is uh, awesome stuff in just a grueling grueling event. 7804960063 if you want to get in touch. I just want to wrap up uh, a bit of the storyline here because there was a news conference that I went to on the on Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium today about the upcoming season for fans. I told you about the the online 50-50. I told you about the mobile ticketing how you can download those go watch the video on the go elks website if you haven't done that already there will be people outside the stadium to help you get it set up on your phone if you haven't been able to and uh, the 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 clear plastic bag policy now that if you're you're bringing a bag in it has to be a clear bag uh basically you know it can be a a foot square and about six inches wide can't be bigger than that and it's got to be totally clear and i know you're not all everybody's happy about it, but Chris Presson explains why they've gone this way.
0: Yeah, again, it's a health and safety issue. When you look at a lot of things that have gone on around the world, uh, the last thing we want to do is put you at risk. The more belongings you can bring in and the less we can see of those belongings, the more risk it is to every single fan in the stadium what we don't want to do is create a safe environment we have gotten by covid and then we're not creating a safe environment because you can bring anything you want to the game that's troublesome for me as the operator it's troublesome for the facility as well so it's again everything that we've done that would be considered a change for the fans is actually for your safety the safety of our our staff and the safety of our players as well yeah we have a team branded bag that you can buy but we don't want to force people to buy Um, that's why the first two games, we're educating people on what the process is, what the size is, what the policy is so that by game three, everybody's got it. If you come to the opening game and you don't have a clear bag, we will provide one for you. Um, and then beyond that, they'll sell for $12 in the store. They'll sell for $10 outside the gate. So we're not trying to do anything other than get our money back on a team branded bag, which is why we've reduced it by by $2 if you want to buy it at the gate.
2: Okay, so a, a little bit there. So that that's going to be the rule. So just you're aware of that uh, coming into the season here. Also, now I talked about this on the show last night, and this is an, another thing you're going to have to keep an eye on. I, I you know I, I know you probably listen to a sports show because you don't want to hear too much about COVID, but it is the reality of the world we live in, including the sports world. And the CFL did announce earlier this week that they, they want the, the teams to get to at least 85% vaccinated uh that if a team is is responsible for a game being canceled because of COVID issues they will suffer a loss by forfeit if the game can't be rescheduled the other team will win one nothing if both teams have COVID issues they're actually both going to be hit with a loss now um 85 or pardon me three teams already over 85 percent the other teams uh, both 67 to 81 that's what the CFL said earlier in the week Uh, I've been told by a couple of sources that the Elks at least as of a couple of days ago are the least vaccinated team in the league so I asked Chris Preston today uh, how are you feeling about getting the team up to 85 percent
0: we uh, we've done quite well Um, you know we are for personal choice and that's a that's a right that our players and our staff deserve yet um, we believe that you should become vaccinated if it's not a personal belief negative to you and uh, we've had good buy-in from our players and staff and uh, feel good about the tra- the trajectory that our team's on and teams across the league are on
2: okay so uh that's that now all, you know all as we know in alberta the the restrictions uh, have been lifted I, I'm sure you've been out and about and uh, seen some people choosing to wear a mask some people. Uh, not some you know some businesses uh, might still say hey we would like you to wear one while we're you're in our business the masks are not required at the Elks game. they they have said in all their information that they recommend people still wear a mask so Preston was uh, asked today by another reporter at the news conference well if you're recommending why not just say you require a mask
0: I don't make those rules I can just tell you we don't have any restrictions and so we're going by the provincial measures that we're set out forth for us. Uh, again, we have uh, 100,000 masks sitting in storage, waiting to be given away. So, if you come to the event, you don't have a mask. As I mentioned earlier, we will provide you a mask. But uh, we're just prov- we're just following provincial guidelines, and those guidelines say there's no restrictions at this time.
2: All right. So there's the lowdown from uh, Chris Preston. Look, I-, I I'm not interested in in debating what the rules or regulations should be I'm telling you what they are so if you go to the game you're prepared because a lot of people have asked me about it so that is so that is what is happening uh, it's up to you to decide your your comfort level for attending the game and uh, and how you attend within some of the parameters that they do have but by the way don't forget in Winnipeg tonight you got to be vaccinated to go to this game you have to be vaccinated to go to the game in Winnipeg. There's no such uh, proof of vaccination required here in Edmonton or here in Alberta. So that's some of the lowdown. Uh, Preston's on the morning show as as well with Daryl, so I'm sure he'll go over this as well. But hopefully you got uh, the big storylines if you're going to attend the game this Saturday or at any time throughout the season. All right. We are going to do a, a, a little bit we got right now that was actually inspired by the Edmonton Elks before they even changed their name. But we, you know, I always believed it was probably going to be Elk or Elks. So one night on the show, we played an elk sound, and I was quite shocked by what it was. And from that was born, quite frankly, the segment of radio that keeps me going, that gets me out of bed every morning, that truly inspires me to continue to be the host of inside sports it is called name the animal that's right it's name the animal the uh, world record holding segment for a host trying to name animal sounds now it's a little complicated so i'm gonna i'm going to explain the rules because this is like a five out of five on the uh, complexity scale Kellen Kennedy, who is the studio operator for the show, Hello. he goes to the 630 Ched Animal Sanctuary in the afternoon of the show when we're going to name the animal. And depending on the size and temperament of the animal involved, he either brings it back to the 630 Ched control room or he records the sound of the animal. And then he's going to either play that sound or get, or get the animal to make it sound live on the air, and then I have to guess what it is. That's how it works. I want to remind everybody, this is not a contest. You as the listener, cannot win anything. You, you can participate just with your friends and family. Maybe you want to gather some people around the radio or the computer, or if you're in the car, just play with other people in the car. Uh, sometimes people do text in to try to help me, uh, but you, you, I want to clarify, you cannot win anything. I don't win anything. This segment is just purely for the joy of trying to name an animal sound, which I think is one of the purest experiences that a human being can experience. That's that's they're gonna they're gonna play that audio when I retire. I was gonna say, yeah, that's an all timer. <laughs> that's that's I I've truly moved. Okay, so uh, Kellen,
1: go yes. ahead with
2: the animal sound. Here we go. Let's name the animal. Wow. That sounds like a guy passed out at a bar after smoking too many cigars. <laughs> it's an animal though. Wow, wow that's very human sound. Is it a camel? No. Is it, does it have four legs? Uh, yes. Is it, is it so it's a mammal then? <laughs> no, it is a reptile. That is a reptile with four legs. Okay, so we had alligator one night, so I'm going to assume it's not an alligator or a crocodile. It is not an alligator nor a crocodile. Weird sound. Is it a Gila monster? No. Good Uh, guess, though. You said it's a reptile. Yes. Do they live in Alberta? Uh, No. Okay. Is it larger than a house cat? Uh, This one, yes. This one, yeah. Is it green? Uh, in cartoons, it will be depicted as green. This is more is, kind is of brown. Some, is it some sort of a lizard? No. Uh, I, I need some sort of a hint. This is. It sounds like a human being making a funny noise. <laughs> um, well, I'd, I'd love to help you out, but uh, it's it's kind of a Shelly situation here. Is it some sort of a turtle? It is some sort of turtle. Uh. So I have to now guess yeah. the type of turtle. <laughs> wow. I, I didn't know there was more than one. I feel like just saying, I mean, a, I, sea turtle. Uh, it kind of lives in the sea.
1: It lives on islands, basically. So,
2: is it the the ones from the Galapagos Islands, whatever they're called?
1: Yeah, the Galapagos uh, tortoise. That's it. There you go. That's what it
2: is. Well, yes. some of the oldest animals on the planet. And uh, it's funny because I'm currently watching Shits Creek, and one of the characters mm-hmm. uh, went to uh, uh, went to Galapagos. If you've ever watched that show, it's, it's well. F-
0: there you go. It's I- funny. I have no
2: idea. That, I've learned a lot. I had no <laughs> idea that's what a turtle sounded like. That is a funny s- noise. It's funny that you said it. It sounded like a guy because it actually sounds like a very famous actor, i.e., Owen Wilson. Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! Okay. Well, we've named the animal. There's another one for the (laughs) all-time arcade. So we'll talk to an oil king when we get back. about to kick off they've uh, raised the banner for the bombers for their 2019 championship and uh, the game against the hamilton tiger cats about to get going we will keep you updated well i was uh, really happy to see this announced today the edmonton oil kings have hired Michael Chan as their new director of scouting. He had left the team for a while to go be the video coach for the Toronto Marlies. Now he is coming back to the uh, Oil Kings. He's also worked with the Oilers, with the U of A Golden Bears. Uh, he is an outstanding young hockey talent in terms of all the important things that happen away from what you see during the game. And I'm pleased to welcome Michael to Inside Sports. Hey, Michael, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? Uh, good, Reed. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I, I, I am genuinely happy that, that you are back in Edmonton and with the Oil Kings. How are you feeling about everything?
1: I'm feeling really good. Um, it's, it's a big privilege to, to step into this role, and uh, I'm really happy to happy to be back in the city.
2: Yeah, for sure. You're going to be the director of scouting, and uh, like I was saying, you, you do a lot of work behind the scenes. Uh, I I have to admit, Michael, I mean, you and I just kind of know each other through seeing each other at the rink and, you know, very casually but professionally. And I have to admit, I was often confused, like, if you had a a twin brother or if you changed jobs a lot because I feel like I I would see you at multiple different rinks in the same weekend. And then I realized, no, Michael actually works for all these teams. Uh, (laughs) But tell us us how kind of this – uh, journey started for you with oil kings and and golden bears, and even doing some stuff uh, with the with the Oilers. Where did this all come from for you?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll start it back. Uh, I, I was a student at U of A, uh, finishing up my my business degree, and I was, I was just like a lot of a lot of young people trying to find my way, and uh, really passionate about hockey. Wanted to get into it as a, a career, but wasn't exactly sure how. So. I knocked on the door of Stan Marple, the, the general manager of the Golden Bears uh, men's hockey team. And, uh, kind of from there, it all, the ball really got rolling. Um, that staff with Stan me, uh, really welcomed me with open arms, taught me a lot. Uh, and then from there I was able to get an internship with the Edmonton Oilers, uh, meeting Craig McTavish. And then, uh, it's actually kind of a funny story. From working with the Bears, Ryan Marsh was an assistant coach, and he got me on with the Oil Kings where I'd been uh, for the past four seasons before I left for Toronto. So uh, lots of twists and turns along the way, but uh, that's a short version of it.
2: Well, but but that's that's a great story. You wanted to work in hockey, so you knocked on a couple of doors and, and you worked hard and you proved yourself. What kind of things did you do early in, in that part of your career?
1: Early on and today I just anytime I see an opportunity to work or learn a little more about any part of the game whether it's scouting it's coaching it's player development it's video it's even the, the business side and I just try to go all, go all in and, and dive head first uh, I knew I was young and I didn't have much of a history or connection to anyone that was working in the game so anytime I could or I can sink my claws into anything uh, I just try to to learn as much as i can from from the people around me and i've been, been lucky to have a lot of great mentors along the way
2: No, would you say you wound up doing a fair amount with uh, with video and obviously you got to be the video coach for the marley's so tell us uh the the day in the life of a video coach and also some of the responsibilities you have during a game
1: uh the day in the life of a, a video coach it, it's an interesting one um You get to the rink early, you have your coaches' meetings, uh, you're with all the other coaches. Um, A lot of my responsibilities would would focus on uh, pre-scouting the opponent, so I'd usually watch two or three games uh, prior to that and and focusing on face-offs as well. So uh, when I was at Toronto uh, working for Greg Moore or I was back with Edmonton working with with Brad Lauer, I'd... uh, I a lot of my day uh, prepping for that, prepping for our upcoming opponent, uh, And then there was uh, a component where that's the beginning of your day. You meet, you prepare for practice, uh, you go over your videos so that when the team gets there, you're, you're prepared. And then there's the portion, the other portion that I really liked, which was being on the ice for practice. And uh, that's where the, the player development piece came in. Uh, using a lot of video, watching our, our players breaking down their games, Uh, figuring out areas they could get better using a lot of NHL video to kind of inspire them or or give them something to model their game after and and coming up with a plan. So we do all that on a, on a practice day and then, then go home and then when the game day starts uh, and during the game, it's busy. Uh, I'd be on a headset with in Edmonton, Luke Pierce, the assistant coach in Toronto, AJ McLean, uh, Two great guys that have helped me along the way. Uh, I'll, I'll be telling them what I see. They'll be telling me what they see if they want me to mark stuff. And I, I'd, I'd have uh, a computer program that that would allow me to to mark probably over a thousand instances that happen in the game. So when we're trying to make adjustments at intermission, when we're doing our post-game review in their respective areas, it's really easy to pull up. And then that way, when the, the players come to us with with questions, we can have answers and it helps to prepare us uh, for the onslaught of games that just seem to, to keep coming one after another
2: uh so you again just to reiterate like this were you as a, as a kid were you like a, a, a hockey player like a high level player or this was just like your way to stay involved or get involved like tell me about your history there
1: i wouldn't say i was a, a high level player uh much like your colleague Bob Stoffer, I, I grew up playing at the, the Southside Athletic Club, Bantam and, and Midget, but I kinda was like a regular kid. I just, just played with my friends there growing up and then I, I went to U of A for university and I was trying to do the I was doing the business thing, uh, was looking into the CPA route, roll my LSAT for law school and then I just kind of was graduating and I figured you know what, I, I love hockey. It's kind of all I think about, uh, really passionate about it. Let's see if I can try to make this a career. I didn't know exactly how I was going to do it or tr- figuring out how to do that in the long long term. But uh, that's kind of how I, that's kind of my path. Well,
2: that's, that's an awesome story. And, and now you're back with the Oil Kings as their director of scouting. So now tell us, uh, you know, you know how you sort of dive into this role, some of the keys for you to continuing your successful career.
1: Uh, the keys to me, I think, and, and that I learned along the way is, is treating everyone right and with respect. And, and we have a, a very talented scouting staff in Edmonton. I think if you look back at the last 14 years that the Oil Kings have existed, uh, they're, they're top of the top for the WHL and probably most of Major Junior for uh, their draft pick success, and a lot of the scouts have been there since day one. So, for me, it's going to be leaning on them for their digging, their information gathering, uh, the thoroughness of their, re- their reporting. And for me, it's going to be about a lot about having and implementing a process in place that can get us the information we need. We can get a thorough a uh, case built on each player while we're ranking them, and and that's going to allow us to execute on draft day to, to pick some, some kids that, that are going to be really important to the future of the Oil Kings.
2: Right on. Well, Michael, happy to have you back. Hope to see you around the rink soon. Congratulations on the new gig. We'll talk again soon.
1: Appreciate that, Rita, uh, and we'll see you around the rink for sure
2: what a story great man Michael Chan director of scouting for the Edmonton Oil Kings uh, knocked on a door worked hard threw himself into it age of 29 and he's uh, now the director of scouting for the Edmonton Oil Kings that is really cool first possession of the CFL season is a two and out for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers Hamilton now in control of the ball 90 seconds into the game we'll keep you updated we'll talk some more football with one of the all-time greats to wear green and gold Rod Connop, up next